Episode 18. Welcome back to A Crack of Clarity. If you are new here, my name is Elizabeth and thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so, so much for your continued support. So I just posted, or I should say, I just reposted on my Instagram stories this article that I happened to stumble on, uh, written by somebody who is in the baby boomer generation, um, I guess like mid to upper 60s. And she was talking about end of life and using psychedelics to ease the process of coping with end of life with people. And mind you, I know that this is something that has been studied in you know, terminal cancer patients and, and those types of things. And there's been a lot of momentum as far as making psychedelics more accessible for people but after i posted it i'm like you know what i think i think this is what i want to talk about on this episode of the podcast and mind you i just want to acknowledge within me right now i'm like man it feels really risky to talk about this and i even had to kind of swallow a, a initial feeling within me of like oh i don't know if i'm really going to even repost this on my stories because I feel like when I do that, I'm saying that I stand behind this. And you know what? I do. I do. I was very enthralled with the with the article itself. So um, if you if you don't follow me on Instagram, I'll actually go ahead and link that article in these show notes just so you have a little bit of context and clarity for what I'm about to talk about in case you're like Elizabeth, what what article are you even referring to? But I'm like, you know what, this, this feels like the, it feels like it's time to talk about this for me because, um, drug use and psychedelics is something that I have experience with, but I also realize that I carry a lot of guilt and shame for having that experience. And I feel like it's time for me to to really take an opinion and take a stance as part of just ownership for for everything that I've experienced. And I'm like, you know what, what better avenue than this? And I'm gonna start with a story. Last Friday, I was in the ICU taking care of a couple of patients and one of them was a woman in her mid 40s who uh, has terminal cancer and um, truly has exhausted all her treatment options and is really being forced with coming to terms of like, this is the end of her life. She has a one-year-old daughter, her husband, she has so much family and other support systems throughout all of this. But I found myself in a situation with this patient and their family that I have been in before and have witnessed other medical professionals be in before and there's just something about it and then coming across this article that just really really solidified things for me um so let's piece it together like i might just get the solidification as i talk about this so here we go i went to the icu doctor like first thing in the morning because this woman's cancer had spread to her lungs and so her primary problem at the time that she was being hospitalized for was that she she can't breathe she can't breathe without support from not a ventilator but um what we call a bipap machine 
And even on that machine, like she's just like working so hard. Her heart rate is like in the 140s. She's breathing like 40 times a minute. She looks awful. She looks like she's struggling. She looks like she's suffering and that she's in pain. So I went to the ICU doctor and I said, what are we doing here? Are we going to intubate or put this person on a ventilator? And he was at it and he's like, no, I will not do that. And I said, okay, so are we just waiting until she dies? And, you know, he kind of looked at me and he's like, it's, I've told the family that there is no, there's no hope here. There's no possibility of a good prognosis for her. Like I am waiting for them to make the decision to transition her to comfort care and end of life care. And so like, Immediately, I'm like off put because no, nobody, nobody should suffer like this woman is. And I don't feel like I should have to watch this type of suffering. But nevertheless, that was the position that I was in. And so I started, I started my day, started interacting with the family and specifically her husband And, you know, he's very adamant about how they have had times in their past where they've been granted medical miracles. And so they, he full wholeheartedly believed that there was another medical miracle on the way. And like, I, I truly, you know, I truly respect that because, you know, hope is extremely powerful. Hope is we all need hope, but I do feel like on the medical team, on that side of things, it's like it is, I feel a responsibility to always paint a very clear picture for family members and patients of like, this is, this is what's going on. This truly isn't reversible. Like, let's truly talk about quality of life. I don't want to, I want to give you the whole truth. I don't want to hold anything back here. And, you know, sometimes I feel like when we, the medical team, we talk to patients and family members, it feels like a lot of times it's just falling on deaf ears because we're just like, can't you see that there really is no reason to have hope here? And why are you prolonging pain and suffering when on our end, it's clear that there is, there is no hope and that it's it's time. It's time to make a decision. It's time to, it's time to come to terms with the just reality and and truth of the situation. And so like all day long, I, I felt like we were getting closer and closer with the family saying, okay, we're going to, we're going to transition to comfort care. We're going to start that process, but they didn't. And in fact, they, um, they were asking questions about using a medication as like an off-label use and um, they're like let it let us bring in research studies we'll show you that this seems to be a very promising treatment for um for you know my wife's my wife's cancer and so they did they like printed off all of these research studies and you know they handed them to me and it's like, it was so hard to be like, this isn't going to change anyone's mind about 
experimentally giving this patient a drug that's not FDA approved um, whatsoever. And it's like, it would potentially harm the patient. And I just remember getting to the end of the day and feeling frustrated with the sense that there was there was a divide there was a divide between the patient and the family and us the medical team and I felt like all day long I was trying to break down that divide and make sure that everyone in the in the situation is just being completely transparent and truthful and not like stringing anyone along. And there was something about being handed those research studies and the family pleading, like, please show the pharmacist these studies, you know, in an attempt to get this medication approved for administration. And it's like on the other side, in the background, behind the scenes, like I knew that this wasn't like no one, this wasn't going to change anyone's mind. This wasn't going to work the the outcome that this husband wanted was not going to be achieved but like I couldn't I didn't feel comfortable shutting him down and not appearing as though I was trying and so coming across this article today about the use of psychedelics for people that are nearing death like there was something about it that was like wow I I do support this. I support this because of this very situation right here when I'm in an environment where people are so in their head and so frustrated with how much they're in their head with trying to explain like medically what's going on and then on the other side just being like, well, we just have this this blind, you know, hope that something is is going to happen and there's going to be a miracle that happens here and it's like at the end of the day both sides truly want the same thing we want to end the suffering and the pain and it's just the avenues with which we feel like the end of the suffering will happen are different and so the more I think about it, it's like I support the use of psychedelics in this kind of environment to just be able to get out of that loop of being in the head of like who's more right and who's wrong in this situation. Because I know that we could have all acknowledged that what we want for this situation is the end of the suffering, the end of the pain, relief from it. I don't know what is on the horizon in terms of expanding the accessibility for psychedelics within even the environment of the hospital. Like, I hope that I am alive for that day and I hope that that could be something that you know, palliative and hospice care can have in their back pocket and utilize for people. I feel like the only way that maybe this would come to more of a reality of being used in this type of a situation is having more people open and willing to talk about it. And 
I think that today it's like I I've never felt so so sure of being like you know I do I stand behind this I want to support this further you know like yes I have used psychedelics and yes I've used other drugs and I have witnessed the consequences of people in my life being very shocked that I have done that and very off-put by that and so it's like I can't I can't very well sit here and ignore both sides ignore the fact that some of my drug use may have contributed to some more suffering than what was necessary but there's also a part of me who strongly believes that some of it has led to me being able to really relax and expand myself into just settling more into who I am as a person and really being able to see past the the minute details of the situation and and really see past the the surface level argument that was being had within the the setting of within the intensive care unit at work I believe that more and more as time goes on, people are going to realize that they can get help in places that they have, haven't have always thought that they could get help. There, I feel like there is an expansion of the possibility of where I can be best supported. I feel like I'm seeing this in terms of taking care of your health that people are are starting to see that just going to the primary care doctor doesn't necessarily cover all of your needs and doesn't necessarily make you the healthiest person and that there are actually other people out there with different gifts and specialties that can help you in ways that you didn't even maybe consider before because you you've always thought like okay if i need this done then i go only to this person but if i need this then i go to this person i know that for me and and my story i have run into frustrations with my family members for not really understanding ways that I have sought out help because they have been unconventional. You know, like people think mental health, then go see a therapist. But it's like even that in itself, I feel like is starting to really expand and people are really starting to realize that mental health can be treated in a multitude of different ways outside of just seeing a therapist. This isn't to say that therapists are useless. It's just, I think people are taking a much more comprehensive approach, an individualized approach, and really, really realizing that at the end of the day, we're all just a bunch of humans swimming around and we can get support from other humans that and we can learn from other humans that maybe we didn't even realize we could. So I leave you with just some food for thought in thinking about like when you hear something like drugs or anything like that and you get that first immediate 
feeling or thought within you um, or just a general label that you want to 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 put it in to categorize it in realize that there are more than one way to to look at something and that you can feel multiple things about one thing i know that i'm definitely still in a place of letting go and coming to peace in terms with the way that i have utilized drugs even though I sit here and I'm like, well, I never abuse them. I use them, but I truly don't believe that I ever abuse them. I don't know if I want to say that. Maybe that's getting a little too personal. But nonetheless, it's just something that came up and I felt like it might be a good idea to maybe open the door to to this conversation and sharing my thoughts and feelings about that end-of-life, palliative care, hospice care, it's actually been something that I have been previously interested in and I didn't necessarily want to just do a 180 and dive headfirst into saying, well, that's the kind of nurse I want to be because I couldn't necessarily pick up on what exactly it was that was drawing me to that. But I think, I think this concept of taking something like psychedelics that seems just so far out of left field in terms of the medical community and and putting that with this there's something about it that is very intriguing to me and it's it's just like very inspiring to me and it gets me excited at the possibilities for the future and to see where things go This is going to complete episode 18 on A Crack of Clarity. Thank you all so much again for tuning into this episode, and I hope it sparked something in you. I hope maybe it's it made you ask some questions about yourself and your own situation. You know, I as I was recording and I was thinking about my family a lot, a lot, and I I know that as my family ages and as I get more and more frequent questions from them about health things, just because of I'm I'm that person in the family, I'm the nurse in the family. They all come to me with um, with all their questions and their ailments. It's like I hope that there comes a day where maybe I am able to offer some help outside of maybe what they think that they need at the time. And I do believe that it could involve introducing psychedelics into the conversation and just putting it out there as a highly viable option to just help cope with with end of life and and all of their all of all of that is to come with that time period sorry it feels very weird to talk about that as a young person but it's like i i remind myself i'm still a human and you know i have a limited time on this earth too so it's like I I know that there is definitely a part of me that wants to be able to give back to my family in in that way beyond just them knowing me as just the nurse. If you enjoy this episode, I'd really appreciate if you would take a moment and drop a review on whichever platform you are listening on. It really helps me grow the show and just know that you guys are liking the content that I am putting out. If you feel like someone else would be interested in hearing this episode, please 
take the time, share it on your social media and tag me because I would love to thank you personally. I hope wherever you are and whenever you are listening to this, you are having a great day and a great rest of your week. And I cannot wait to connect with you all in next week's episode.